Hi, I'm Sarah, and welcome to the We Should Be in the Kitchen podcast, a podcast where my friend Liz and I talk about all of the things we usually talk about on our weekly Sunday lunch. These topics vary from the hilarity of day-to-day life to theology, from how adorable our dogs are to the nuances of faith and life in this interesting cultural moment, all from the perspective of two women working in ministry. We might not get to share a meal with you, but you're always invited to this table. Today on our 10th episode, Liz, it's been 10 episodes. That's crazy. It's, what? Two hands. Two, two hands. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit about the movie Just Mercy that we went and saw last night. We're going to talk about some generational things that we've been um, discussing. And then we just go on some random tangents because we're just sitting here watching football and... Um, we all know that that's all Liz really actually cares about. So, um, as always, we're excited about to talk about all of the things with you. So, pull up a seat. <laughs> What's up, Liz? The football. <laughs> the football is on. I didn't say that loud enough, but we're watching football while we're recording this because it's championship weekend. Liz is a big sports fan. I am. Oh, I didn't push play. You like baseball better than football, though. I do. So, this is the Titans and the Chiefs. Yes. Who are you rooting for? Um, I don't really have stake in this game. I'd like to see the Chiefs win. I've yeah. had I have friends who are big Chiefs fans. Yeah, um, I have friends who are Chiefs fans. But either one to me. I um, also have friends that live in Tennessee. So oh. kind of either way here. Yeah. I don't really have an opinion. The next game I have to have more of an opinion on. Well, yeah, because it's the Niners-Packers. Yeah. And that'll be, a, that'll be a good game. So if you hear us all of a sudden interject something right. it's because the football game is on while we're recording this and liz has already um had moments today of i have we've had to delete those yeah of <laughs> w- lashing out no lashing, lashing out, out? Like, no just like ex- exclaiming ex- and like an exclamation like wow <laughs> or yeah it's very girly though when you do it i know which you're not the girliest person i know I know, but I... But there's something girly about you watching football and being like, yeah, go team. <laughs> but I actually, like, know what's going on. Right. So it's not just me going, yay, sports, like my sister-in-law does. It's okay, me being Okay, but let's excited. talk about your sister-in-law's issue with sports. She calls <laughs> the uniforms costumes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, problematic at best. Yeah. But your brother isn't really a sports no. person. No. Um, he can sit and watch sports, but he just... It's just not what's something they care about. And that's okay. Yeah. There are other things that they like. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because there are times where Michelle's parents are in town and her dad and I will talk sports. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, I'm glad that you bond with your brother's father-in-law so well for sports. It's pretty fun. I bonded over him as well. Over him? <laughs> Whoa. With him. <laughs> Sounds real weird. So um, does that one. Neither of us like people to touch our food. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you and I have some stuff in common. In general, too. I don't like people touching my food. You wouldn't even touch the tea bag for my tea last night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's because you're kind of weird sick. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it's just a cold. Um, actually, no. I'm hoping it's not a cold. I'm hoping it's allergies. I helped a friend of mine move into her apartment um, under the east side of town, which is a big deal. Whoop, whoop. Um, and they have a cat, which is not a big deal. And they don't. it's not like their stuff is covered in cat hair or whatever. What you're saying is a really dirty people and you moved them? Is that no, what you're saying? But I am just very allergic to cats. Yes. Actually, you are. Um, so much. Immediately after we finished moving them, I like had to shower and put eye drops in and take an allergy something or other because... You didn't take an allergy something. You took like Theraflu. Because <laughs> like the same thing. No, it's not <laughs> the same thing. I needed Theraflu- to take Tylenol and I needed to take... Um, Benadryl. A Benadryl, but I didn't want to fall asleep because we were going to the movies later. Okay, but... <laughs> Liz, 
That's for like mucus production <laughs> and all sorts of things. Which you can I take get a though, claritin. because I have a post nasal drip. I'm going into way too much detail on like what's wrong with we me. We always talk about what's wrong with you. You know what's wrong with me is that Liz and I went to a movie last night, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been to the movies in four years. We go to walk in. First of all, as we're walking into the theater, a man walks by us with a sweatshirt that says Virginity Rock. <laughs> I know, and we just laughed, and <laughs> we didn't laugh at first. We were silent, and we weren't laughing at at his shirt. But I'm it was sure just, Virginity's great, and but it was just. <laughs> Just such a weird thing to have on a sweatshirt. Yeah, I um, of all the things that rock. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, so I like had to hold my breath basically until we were far enough away from this kid to where he wouldn't think we were laughing at him, even though we were for sure laughing at him. Yeah. But then Liz goes, "Hey, I hope we don't get bed bugs." <laughs> my there's history because the Lodi Theater a few years ago had. A severe case of bed bugs, and they shut down for like a week. Yeah, because they had to get to it deep, clean, deep cleaned, exterminated, all the things. And so I was joking because you haven't been there, and so when and I turned around and said, "I hate you." <laughs> I know. So then last night, my head felt super itchy. You also made various lice jokes throughout yeah. the evening. I know. That's <laughs> that <weird>. happens. <laughs> I don't know if that happens at the theater, but lice is a thing. I've never had lice. Oh, I've had lice. You've <laughs> had a lot of things, Liz. You've had anything that can crawl on you, basically. Pretty much. I feel like. Yeah. Well, not everything. Okay. This conversation's getting really weird. Anyway, we went to the movies. Yeah, we went to the movie last we night. We snuck Starbucks in. We didn't even sneak it in, really. We just carried it in. <laughs> okay, no one stopped so, us. So the reason I don't usually watch movies, well, I mean, one, it just feels like prison. I have to sit in a place for two and a half hours. No, I can't. The thing on... is, you're choosing to sit there okay, for two right. and a half hours. But like, who chooses to go to prison? No one. <laughs> As evidenced by the movie we saw last night. That's true. Oh, good segue. What, what? Um, so <laughs> I just cheered myself on. That's yeah, you sad. did. It wasn't even about the football. That was about yourself. <laughs> that yeah. cheer. Good job, Sarah. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like I can't talk to anybody and I can't be on my phone. And I just have to sit there. And if I get up to go to the bathroom, I have to walk in front of a bunch of people. There's just so many things I don't like about it. Well, and then last night, so <clears> the <throat> way that the Lodi Theater is, which is becoming more common, is that you have to pick your seats when you buy your tickets. Right. And so you had bought tickets in the middle of the row for us. Mm-hmm. and then, Like prime seating. Yeah. and But then there was this group of people who came in. And it was like, it looked like it was like a mom... And daughter, like a couple of them had come together in a group. Right. And we were sitting in the middle of their group. And so I asked <laughs> so you. So they bought the seats around us. So I said, oh, hey, why don't we just scoot down? Because yeah. it's just awkward, like, to be in the middle of And I was them. like, no, these are the seats we paid for. No, I didn't. No, so we moved to the <clears> end because <throat> I thought that those were the seats that they had purchased. But they weren't. They because were. Because then other people came in and were, kind of looked at us, but then saw that there were two seats next to us. And so they just grabbed those. We were for sure in their spot. And I felt bad, but I was like, you're really going to make <clears throat> us move? <laughs> like, it just started. You're going to make me move again. Yeah. I mean, I would have moved. I would have too, but I've I would not have sporting events it. where I like show up and someone's been sitting in my seat. We go to baseball games a lot. And it's so awkward. The thing is, it's the ports. No, but I've had that happen at a Giants game. Oh, really? Yeah. And somebody was super like Ooh. angry about it. Oh, there's there's Liz watching a ref get the referee taken down. just got taken down. <clears throat> oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> like hard, like tackled. <laughs> what is that motion after? Because he got in the way. Player number eleven. Well, he got in the oh. way because he could have batted it back. Okay. Anyway, Liz is explaining sports to me. That's good. I know a little bit about football. I just um, like I watch the playoffs 
And then for the Super Bowl, I just always root for team snacks and commercials. I like to root for team halftime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know who's playing this year. Oh, I... It's someone. It's someone. It's <laughs> someone. Um, I really liked Beyonce's halftime show. And then last year, it was Maroon 5. I'm a huge Maroon 5 fan. Oh, but, but that the, shirt was terrible. No, it was bad. There was something just wrong with it. So... I don't know. I remember there was some controversy about this year's halftime show, but there's always controversy. There's always controversy. Um, no matter what, since the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, they ruined everything, basically. Well, and then there was that <laughs> year that um, Justin Timberlake, it was a few years ago, and we were hoping for, like, an in-sync oh, reunion, yeah. and, and it, it didn't was, happen. And it didn't happen. So sad. And there were, rumor, like, rumors of it. Yeah. So it wasn't like we had misplaced expectations. Like, there were legit um, rumors. Liz is looking this up on her phone I right now. I can't even see who it is. Are you that blind? No. <laughs> it's well, not giving me the answers. Is it a secret? Maybe they don't know. Maybe that's the controversy. Is that nobody knows who it's going to be. Maybe. I don't know. J-Lo I... and Shakira? Yeah, I think that's it, actually. No, Ooh, her hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. Neither <laughs> of their hips lie. <laughs> that's true. That's, that'll be a good show. <laughs> that'll be good. Do J-Lo for an older woman? She still got it. She got it. So does Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. What? Um, the thing is, it's always awkward watching those with, like, <clears throat> my parents and, like, oh my, my aunt and uncle. Because they just make everything really political or whatever. So, I'm like, can't you just watch the show for it to be an entertainment thing and not... Or it's like, this is such inappropriate dancing. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> y'all, you're Baptist. All dancing is inappropriate to you. Basically. There's no, there's no <laughs> part of... I um, actually got, after our wedding... We had dancing at our wedding. We didn't mm-hmm. have our wedding reception at a church because none of the churches would allow dancing. And Matt loves to dance. I'm really. Oh, he loves to <sighs> dance so much. And he's a good dancer. Like he's legitimately decent. Um, but he really wanted dancing. And so we had our reception outside of the church. And I got an angry letter after our wedding from somebody who was angry about the inappropriate dancing happening. <laughs> now, I will say there was some inappropriate dancing. It was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I danced a few dances and mostly Whoa. just talked to people. I mean, yeah. you have to dance like the first dance. That's true. I mean, what are you going to do? Be like, eh, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Matt really wanted to, well, Matt's mom really wanted to do like the mother set dance. Mm. And I don't have a dad, so I was like, that's going to be real awkward. <laughs> and it was a little awkward. People kept offering. They were like, do you want me to dance with you at the fall? I was like, no, you're not my dad. This is weird. That'd be weird. I know. People try. It's okay. It was nice of them. Anyway, so we went and saw a movie. We saw a movie. <laughs> Let's just delve right into my childhood trauma right now. All right, for... here we go. <sighs> okay. Step one. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> Be um, born. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so we saw a movie. It's um, Just Mercy. Yeah. And it has Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx in it. Okay, Michael B. Jordan <laughs> is so good looking. It's true. <laughs> like, the whole movie. I'm like, I, this is serious, but holy cow, he's so good looking. I remember him from Parenthood. See, I never watched Parenthood. Oh. It was really popular when I was in college and when I lived in Mexico. And I didn't oh. really have TV when I was down there or anything yeah. current. So yeah. I'm, some of those shows from like um, like 2010, 11, and 12, like I have no idea. You just missed this like huge cultural yeah. moment. I heard Parenthood was like an experience. <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. Anyway, um, yeah, it's Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx. Oh, gosh, who's the other... I don't remember. Anyway, it's based on 
the book Just Mercy about Brian Stevenson, who's a lawyer. Um, he grew up poor and black, went to um, Harvard. Harvard. He graduated with a law degree, and then he moves to Alabama and starts a nonprofit um, to help provide legal services for people on death row. Who can't, who couldn't afford anything. Right, right. Um, so controversial for sure already, um, because whenever you're messing with, like, murders or, yeah. or. And they went into that a little suspected. bit. Um, the book goes into it more than the movie, for sure. Yeah. Like, the systemic um, racism that's just ingrained in the justice system. Mm-hmm. And there is. Um, like, yeah, because, I mean, they showed the the stats at the end of the movie yeah. that um, one out of every nine um, convictions convictions is a wrong wrongful conviction. Right. So one out of every nine. Right. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, to be on death row. Yeah. To be, to in-, be in prison anyway and to yeah. have not done something is terrible. But to be on death row. Holy cow. Well, and they went into some of the stories. Um, one of them, um, his name Ray. Yeah. Um, he was... Um, convicted because he looked guilty. Yeah, the, the he prosecutor looked said, guilty. oh, you look guilty. Um, so he served it, 30 years on death right. row. And then, yeah, we won't spoil too much. We could There's tell. We could to spoil. Spoiler um, alert. But anyway, I would definitely recommend seeing the movie. I think yeah. it's really important. And um, actually, after we saw that, I immediately ordered the book. Because yeah. I'm really wanting to read it. So Liz could be didn't really have good. any background. I, I kind of figured what it was about, but I didn't really know. Yeah. And there's this one scene in the middle of it Ugh. that just crushed me. Yeah. It was... Can we talk about it? I mean, no, probably not. But uh, there's a hymn that yeah. I really love that is played during it. And it, oh, it, yeah. it was, absolutely wrecked me. It, yeah. And what's hard about it is that, you know, most movies, when it's fiction... Mm-hmm. You can be like, okay, this is sad. And I cry during fiction movies. But knowing that this really happened it was real so life. difficult yeah. for me. I, I really, part of, that's part of the reason movies are difficult is because I have so much empathy um, that it's emotionally difficult sometimes to watch mm-hmm. uh, movies. But you definitely need to see yeah. it. Go see Just Mercy. It was mm-hmm. very, very well done. Yeah. I and said it was the best Christian movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not really a Christian not movie. Really. Um but it is. But there's so many things that happen in it. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I didn't know about that I thought was really special in the movie was um, so that inmates, when someone um, goes to be executed, they like clang on the on the bars because yeah. you can hear it in the in the room, and that's yeah. the last thing that that person's gonna hear. And they're just like yelling, like, but they're not alone. We're here with you. We're You're here not with alone. You. All that stuff, and that was I oh mean, yeah, that's the part where I'm like, <laughs> just saw you and I were just like, wrecked during that time. I was like, I can't do this. No. I, didn't I think know. you're getting a little teary now. Are you getting so a little teary? <laughs> yeah, just um, thinking about it, dude. It's it's so, and I have um, deep opinions about the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm pro-life, yeah. I actually really struggle with the idea that, that someone has stepped too far. Um, that doesn't mean I never deal with those feelings. Like, when I hear that someone's, like, raped and murdered children and things like that, I, you know, my first thought is they should die. Yeah. But at the same time, I think of, um, I, who am I to decide um, or to play God? Mm-hmm. And we say that a lot when it comes to issues like abortion, but um, somehow we don't say it as much about the death penalty. And I, I really feel pretty strongly that the death penalty is um, is unjust. 
Um, yeah. And so I have strong opinions, but even if that isn't your opinion, um, I would definitely suggest seeing it. Um, one thing that I think struck both of us is that this movie took place in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And it, once you hear the case that they're speaking of and the lack of evidence and, um, yeah, it's very clear. Well, and you just learned the hoops that this lawyer, Brian Stevenson, had to go through to even get a retrial. Right. And this was in the early 90s. Yeah. And and the evidence was very racist. I mean, it was, yeah. it was very racist. Um, and so that's 30 years ago. That's not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and I think for us, just in the way that we process things and kind of our cultural lens, the need for justice and especially social justice issues um yeah. you know that just strikes a chord with us like yeah we need to be doing something and right. um you know you and I aren't lawyers and so that's not ever right. going to be our arena but how can we bring about social change even in our context well what's interesting is and I told you this last night after we saw it I said wow that was more moving and inspired me to want to do more than anything I've heard in several years just seeing yeah. that um, injustice and I know that social justice is this like dirty term <laughs> yeah. but like it's very clear biblically that we're supposed to do justly by people we don't mm-hmm. believe that that's how you attain salvation we don't believe that it's a substitution for the gospel we believe that because of the gospel that we should um be interested in um helping our world to be more just and so yeah. um kind of regardless of what you feel politically about social justice Justice is a thing. So. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that we're commanded to, to yeah. act. We're commanded to act justly. Yeah. Well, act I mean, justly, love mercy. So be that forgiving, be that true kindness of that right. person, but then also to be humble. Yeah. Like that's kind of the recipe that we're supposed to follow. I'm not good at it all the time. Oh, or ever. Absolutely. Me neither. Um, but I think that the um, constant urge or that constant ringing in the back of my head of like, Remember to act justly, love mercy, whatever and is walk, right, and to walk humbly. Like whatever is right, this yeah. is what you have to be yeah. doing. Um, I think that's just a good, good thing to just have in your heart to just right. as you're looking at situations to go, what was, what is the just thing, and then what is the merciful thing, and are they the same thing or are they different? And if yeah. they're different, how then do we walk through this right. together? So, oh, I think that's a good point, and um, do it all with the humble humble attitude. Right. And there is something, um, generational about this. Um, our generation, we, we've been talking, um, off podcast (laughs) a lot about this idea that there are organizations that are not churches that are doing good work and that millennials and Gen Z are much more likely to give to these organizations, um, than our churches. Mm -hmm. And part of that's some distrust, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's a multifaceted issue, but um, this whole conversation sort of stemmed from um, last Monday. Liz and I went, um, okay, long story. We're starting uh, something in our denomination for young leaders, like a young our, leaders network well, gathering. Our conference, but then also just kind of our region of it is right. starting here in NorCal, right. hoping that it would become throughout the whole conference. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of just starting something here. Yeah. Which has been really cool for me, a project that I've, I felt pretty passionate about for quite a while. Um, I've had some experiences, um, at another church where, um, they were really invested in young leaders. 
um, in ways that I hadn't experienced before, mm-hmm. um, as far as like giving them a voice and giving them a network, um, and just having real discussions about real things that our generation faces without to have, be able to have those discussions without any, um, judgment or any yeah. consequences. Any, yeah. Honestly. Or, and, and no one getting really defensive about it right. to just be able to talk these things through calmly, yeah. um, yeah. with respect and with honesty. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So we've had a lot of, <laughs> okay. Liz is pointing <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> okay. The chiefs just won and we just saw a stat for the green Bay Niners game. And it said that Aaron Rodgers is zero for four in starting in playoff games. <laughs> that could be good for the Niners. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, sorry. Go football. You knew this was going to happen if we had the football game. On. I think it's okay. I think it's like, I think there are people that want to hear girls talk about football. <laughs> I might not talk about it as much. Is Michael Strahan on literally everything? Every Pretty time much. I turn anything on. It's like on, Terry Crews. He's always yeah, on. Every, like every single thing. I'm like, oh, there he is again. Um, anyway, yeah. back to <laughs> generational things. But um, it's caused us to have a lot of discussions um, over the last week. So so our meeting time was really good. People yeah. were really honest about some things that have made me think quite a bit. Um, if you don't know a lot about millennials or gen xers or gen zers sorry gen xers nobody cares about you so (laughs) you are like the forgotten generation sorry but no one cares what you do um but everybody cares about what millennials do which is so funny to me i know because i feel like it's not that difficult no um but it's because we are millennials that we don't think it's (laughs) right well but there are things about millennials and so um We've been more marketed to than any other generation. And so we like can smell when someone's trying to sell us something. Yeah. And we don't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big deal. Um, things like there have been more studies about millennials than any other generation in history, which I also think is really funny. <laughs> We're always test subjects. But also, and we may have talked about this before here, but <laughs> one of my least favorite things in life are people going, so tell me why millennials are blah, 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 blah. And I go, well, you know, it's half this or half this. And, oh, well, this is why, you know, we sort of feel this way. Not that I can speak for an entire generation, but I can speak as a millennial who's grown up and, yeah. you know, this. And they go, well, I read in this book by this man who's 70 that yeah. millennials <laughs> actually feel this way. And you're like, cool, thank you for asking, because there's nothing a millennial likes more than some older person telling them how they are. Right. <laughs> well, we've also talked about how in um, different circles that we are in, people will say stuff like, well, how do we get millennials involved? And we'll say stuff like, oh, why don't yeah. you do this and this and right. this? And they go, no, no. that won't work. <laughs> what, what do you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> we just oh, go, cool. Okay, All right. Cool. Thanks for wasting our time. Thanks for involving me. <laughs> right. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot to be said. Um, but these studies, I think, are really important um, to the future of the church. Yeah. And so even when you think about marketing, like one thing I say all the time is that people, <laughs> this is truth, it's like, we just need to make it flashier and they want branded pop sockets. And I'm like, how old do you think we are? <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. don't care about your pop socket. And so everyone's always trying to figure us out, which is so funny. But Which is funny because I think what we really crave and again we're not speaking for the entire generation really just in our context and right as people who are part of that generation what we really crave is authenticity and netflix marathons yeah that's true i mean that's true <laughs> doordash <laughs> oh, <and> doordash <laughs> but i mean we're just really looking for 
real community. Right. Um, and to be like in a church context, we just, we want you to really like dig deep into what the scriptures are saying and into real context. I don't need a big long story about it. Right. Um, because to be honest, and we brought this up, um, within our, our group, Mm -hmm. we can get a lot of content good content through books, through podcasts, through music, without ever going to church. Yes. So give us what we can't get already. Um, So give us that real authentic relationship, community kind of thing at a church, because that's what we want. Otherwise, you know. Well, and so often the advice that we get, so um, we're one of the loneliness, loneliest um, generations. Um, We struggle more with things like depression and anxiety than any other generation and so often the answers for those things are very prescriptive so Mm -hmm. it's like well stop being on social media stop being on your phone stop doing this and it's like or start doing this it's like hey boomer you're on your phone more than me every day so hey karen (laughs) well and so funny so um i don't know do you know who jason dorsey is uh no he's like a generation specialist and he's a millennial and i just listened to a podcast with he and um, craig rochelle which i highly recommend um anybody who manages uh, millennials or Gen Zers. Um, it was really, really good. But he talks about how s- uh, there are misconceptions about our generation and technology. So things like, oh, millennials and Gen Z, they're so tech savvy, when really it's not. It's that we're tech dependent. Yeah. You know, our entire lives have been digitized. And so um, you can keep trying to use the old tactics to reach people in the church um, or reach young people in the church. But if you do the whole attitude of, well, I'm not going to tiptoe around them and do what they, you know, this is what we've always done. Yeah. You're not going to reach us because we've literally been raised this other way. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because there's already this idea that like we want to be coddled and we want to be um, like we want a trophy for participating in right. all of these things. Like and, I didn't want the trophy. You gave it to me. Right. <laughs> you know? Seriously. And I, I just said that to somebody the other, the other day. I was like, I don't understand why we get in trouble for things that we did not choose for our generation. <laughs> like, you know who created the, the computer? The boomers did. So blame them. <laughs> well, right. And I think, like you said, people think we want to be called, coddled and that, you know, we're lazy and that we don't want to work hard. Where mm-hmm. I have friends who are my two are the hardest workers that I know. Right. They work two or three jobs, um, yep. are saving, are traveling, are doing all the things, yeah. you know, and so you can't just group us all into this, oh, well, they're soft and they need, they're lazy. Like, no, there's a lot of us who work really hard. There are also people in every generation that are lazy. Right. Um, so going back to our meeting, um, it was, it was great. It was great to, it was to great be, meeting. um, in a room full of other people. One thing that we get a lot of flack for, not to make it completely negative, but it's like, you know, millennials aren't in the church. Millennials, or they're the future of the church. We have to think about them. And there are a lot of us that are working in the church now. We're like, we're not the future of the church. We're the church now. Right. Um, like, how are you keeping us engaged? Yeah. And for those of us who work in ministry, it's like, do you understand that when you say things about millennials, when you say that we're all this and we're all that, You're talking about us. You're talking about me. And if you have, if you, we're so good as a culture at judging instead of asking questions. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, they're just lazy. They're just this. They're just that. Instead of saying, hey, why do you think this or this? Like, why is this an issue? Um, And so we just get all of this 
judgment. And it's so unfounded in so many ways because there are millennials serving in churches. There are Gen Zers ser- serving in churches. We had a Gen Z kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Carlos. I'm yeah. going to call him out. Yeah, you are. <laughs> at our... Um, at our young leaders thing. And when he shared, I cried because I'm thinking, oh my goodness, now we have this opportunity mm-hmm. as millennials to, instead of being negative about the next generation, really building them up and building up good leaders. And to include them in our, in and mentor them. Right. And that's one thing that we haven't really received as millennials is a mm-hmm. lot of mentoring. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah. I mean, we talked about that as well of, um, you know, the leaders that we currently have just aren't mentoring us. And so there's a hesitation for them to, and the, the illustration we were using was like handing over the keys to the shop yeah, to yeah, us, yeah. but there's a hesitation. What, because, well, you don't know this and you don't know that. And part of us is going, well, you didn't teach me that. Like, yeah. teach me. I, I'm wanting to learn. I, I wanted, I wanted not only do what you've done, but to expand on that and not, right. not to improve it because what you're doing is wrong, but improve it because that's how we're going to reach the next generation so you well, have to add on to stuff. And we've talked about this before, but representation really matters in our churches. And so if the only people we see on stage, the only people we hear teaching or yeah. et cetera are older and we never see people that look like us, then it's hard for us to relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the same thing with like women in ministry. Yeah. Um, so often the only people we see on stage or here teaching or whatever are men. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm saying that they're not called. Yeah. That's, that's one thing, even about like the, our older leaders, I have so much respect for people, um, who've taken the call to ministry and I understand, um, the struggles having been someone in ministry for a while. I was just telling Liz that I think the thorn in Paul's side was being in ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't really know what it is, but that's my good guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not disrespect. It's us wanting to reach our generation too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I realize that um, millennials are leaving the church at a higher rate than any other generation in history. Those are my friends. Like I have yeah. friends that don't feel welcome in the church and we have conversations and I try my best to reach out to them. But as long as the structures remain the same, the same things will happen. And so we were comparing this whole thing back to organizations that do good work, um, that aren't the church and how they're funded primarily by people in our generation yeah. because they're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the examples we had <coughs> was Charity Water with Scott Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did, um, I follow them on Instagram and stuff, and they're just doing great work around the world of bringing, um, it's one of those causes that everyone can get behind, bringing clean water to communities right. that need it. And who's it's gonna tangible, say, you can see it. <laughs> who's going to say, no, you don't need clean water? Like, Nobody. Or who's going to say that's not a, a worthy a worthy cause? cause. Um, and he had a fundraiser dinner in L.A. And granted, he had invited celebrities and people right. of wealth, but he raised five million dollars. Holy cow! In one at one dinner, because what he's doing, he's super transparent about it. They, um, you can follow them on every Social outlet media you can platform. Um, you can yeah. think of and you can actually like track what they're doing and it's important i mean right i mean the statistics that they throw out about diseases and um parasites that are in water and how just having clean water can improve an entire community that's amazing and right. so why wouldn't i get involved in that why would i be like oh no you don't need my money you know where i want to be involved in something like that something that can actually end this um 
and the bad water in countries that right. provide clean water around the world. Right. Why wouldn't I want to be involved in that? Well, and there's also an air of transparency mm-hmm. that sometimes you don't see in charities. And so um, one thing about our generation is we are skeptical because yeah. we've been so hyper-marketed to. Um, it's created the skepticism in us. Like, mm, are you just trying to sell us something? Right. Or are you really... Um, are you really as legit? Upright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you say you are. Yeah. Um, so like Charity Water... Um, they raise all of their administrative fees separate from what they raise to actually like build wells in yeah, other to countries. Do their program, or we call them programs. And yeah, what I do, but yeah, to do their projects. Yeah, it's separate, right? Which is crazy. And his whole ethic around it, if you read the book, Thirst, um, he talks a lot about it. But he talks about how his thing was that if he couldn't raise the money for the admin costs apart from um, the cost of projects, then he wouldn't do it. Yeah. So at one point he had all of this money for the projects, but he didn't have enough money for an admin. And he was like, we're going to close because he wanted it to be mm-hmm. so transparent. And so that's something that's really important to our generation is no BS because we can smell it. And yeah. so when things get too like gimmicky, mm-hmm. we don't want to be right any part of it. Right. Um, I came across this quote from Shane Claiborne. Uh-huh. Do you know who Shane Cla- Claiborne yeah. is? Sorry. I'm like Shane Claiborne. Yeah, I'm stuffy all of a sudden. I think I'm getting it from um, you. Don't get no me way. sick. Don't get me sick. Okay. Um, but the quote is, if we lose a generation of young people in the church, it won't be because we didn't entertain them. It will be because we didn't dare them to do something meaningful with the gospel in light of the world we live in. And I was like, yeah. dang, that like hits me in the feels. Yeah. Is that a, that's not a millennial, a millennium, a millennial I what don't know saying? what I'm saying. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> no, it's but official. I agree with that. I think we have um, in our churches, we've tamed the gospel. I'm reading yeah, um, tattoos, tattoos on the Heart with um, a group of ladies from my church. Oh, it's that's just been um, so good. Greg, Greg Borrell. Greg Boyle. I cannot talk. You can't. Something's um, happening to me. I'm and so sorry. We're early in the book and he says something like, God is, God is an unwilling participant in our attempt to pigeonhole uh-huh. him. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of what we've done for the millennial generation is we've made the gospel really shiny and because we feel like like people feel like they have to and really dare me to do something. Right. Just go ahead. You know, I might totally fail, but in yeah. failing I will have learned something. Um or in failing I will, you know, it's okay. Like don't complain about having to coddle us and continue to do it. And continue, yeah, to not challenge me. Yeah. I love a good challenge. Me too. And if there's something to be said about our generation that's so good, is we're good problem solvers. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you see, I'm a social media manager, um, mm-hmm. not just for the church, but I, I manage businesses. One of my favorite things is following other accounts that um, are really clever Mm-hmm. and they handle like complaints really well and they're able to you know <laughs> find some humor like yeah. there is seriously some talent yeah in in what it takes to actually like deal with those sorts of issues and so you see young people being better and better at solving problems like give us the problem what's the problem the problem right. is you're having trouble reaching millennials huh that's perfect we're millennials so right. give us give us the tools and give us the positions so that way we can actually and then trust us to do it Right. We may not bring in... Mentor th- us. Right. But we may not bring in a thousand millennials in a week. It right. might take a long time. We may only get a handful. But it's guess what? A long trust, time. Me to, trust me that I'm going to be doing this. Right. And that this is what I'm going to pour my heart into. And don't try to micromanage it. Because as soon as you do that, then... Well, then why would I do it? Because you don't trust me. Well, and that's just it. Like, again, it goes back to the whole BS thing. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. But... 
we're really not going to give you any control. We're really not going to let you change anything. Well, yeah. then don't be upset when you don't get the results. And this well, isn't coming that, from that like feels a bitter, like a waste of time. Yeah. And I don't want to waste my time. Right. Um, yeah. One thing like that's sort of hard about being a millennial in ministry, and this isn't, um, again, a reflection on my church, but there is a bit of like, the structure is this. Yeah. Um, so when you try to do something outside the box, which sometimes you're encouraged to do when you're in ministry, and then, like, it doesn't fit, it doesn't check the right boxes, then there's anxiety about it. Or there's, um, well, you can't do that. That's too messy. Mm-hmm. And we have to get over that because the people we need to reach are in the messy spaces. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to stop um, saying, well, yeah, I mean, we want to reach people for the gospel, but we got to be real careful that we don't make people angry. It's like, yeah. well, people are going to be angry sometimes <laughs> if things don't look like what they think they should look like well i mean go back to like the gospel accounts of jesus teaching right you know he always went into the messy places and the people who got most upset were the people who were already quote-unquote reached you right know, they were the people who knew everything right. and why do you care right like, and so i think it, it just kind of comes back to that's what we have to be doing and yeah people are gonna get angry or whatever actually there was a speaker at my church um a couple weeks ago and he talked about how we need to um keep the gospel strong and center, but the way that it's presented needs to change from generation to generation. Right. And guess what? Older generations, you may not like the way it looks, but if the gospel is still solid and center, yeah, we have to back off. And yeah. I was thinking that even in our generation, because, you know, we're going to start getting stuck in our ways. Totally. That we have to start, even now, if we have that mindset of, this is going to reach the generation Z. Yes but it may not reach the generation behind them. Right. So we have to really hold loosely to our the practice that we do, but hold um, tightly to the gospel. Yeah. And there are differences between the millennials and Gen Z. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things like Jason Dorsey was talking about is that Gen Z is the first generation that doesn't remember 9-11 or wasn't born. That's crazy. When 9-11 happened, which is so <laughs> Which makes me feel me. really old. <laughs> but 9-11 is one of those pivotal generational moments yeah. where it's like we all have that story of where we were. Mm-hmm. you know and and that's a big deal like they don't have that same yeah. like feeling and so there are some like really pivotal things that are different um gen zers they watch their parents um struggle during the recession mm-hmm. so they're better savers yeah. um they're more frugal they they're keeping thrift stores alive yeah. it's different our generation was more spendy and then realized oh crap i have a hundred thousand dollars in student loans now what <laughs> yeah um yeah and it's almost like Gotta start saving right now if right. I want to have anything for when I retire. And like twenty percent of of Gen Zers are already saving for retirement. Yeah, they're twenty three and twenty two. Like that's young. That's way younger than when I started saving for retirement. Yeah, I was, I was in my I was in my twenties. <laughs> yeah, I was um, in my which well, is in oh, like twenty seven. I didn't have one when, when I was living in Mexico, and then when I started working up here, um, about a year into my start here, my. My dad was asking me about retirement. My dad is a financial guy. Right. Like he does, yeah. like, like banking is his thing. Right. I think he has a degree in accounting. I knew nothing about retirement. Um, <laughs> and so he set me up with a guy who he knew who yeah. helped me, walk me through the whole process. So I do have one, but if it didn't come out of my account automatically, I don't know that I would yeah. think to save it, you know? Whoops. <laughs> Um, so there are differences and even like in our young leaders we're ca- sort of calling it youngish leaders yeah. because it's even a little late for us right um and we realize that but we need to start getting our stuff together so that way we can mentor right um future generations and so i've been mm-hmm. just really encouraged um by the opportunity 
um, to have a greater voice, like within our denomination or yeah. our conference, whatever we want to call it. Do you call it's it a conference? Because we Sorry. are um, the denomination is we're a part is Baptist. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then our conference is more specific. Got it. Thanks for <laughs> educating me. Appreciate it. Because I'm on the executive team. So oh yeah, I have, Liz to, like, is <laughs> I have to know the, the difference. woman on the executive team. Woman. Did something just happened with the 49ers. No, it's starting. Oh, it's I just thought they were already playing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention because we're recording a podcast. Well, I wasn't either, but it's it's just starting. It's 3.30. Oh, I don't know anything. It's 3.30 <laughs> on Sunday, by the way. I think it's starting at 3.40. We, so. um, today's been pretty good because we had lunch before. Yeah, before we even attempted to record this. Yes. Something else happened to me that was weird this week. Speaking of, like, women. Okay. Um, <laughs> a man from church gave me a cookbook. It's a gift. It's, you know what? It's because we do this called We Should Be in the Kitchen. <laughs> People don't know that it's not a cooking podcast, <laughs> which is so funny. But here's the thing. Okay. So if you listened to last week's episode, okay. you heard about my friend Jeremiah yeah. from Twitter um, and how we're in a generosity war. Mm-hmm. He Venmoed me 1995 <laughs> for my cookbook <laughs> to <laughs> repair and restore <laughs> my reputation as a woman who doesn't have to be smashed by the patriarchy <laughs> so i'm sending him said cookbook it was a nice gesture but it's always weird when like people give you things like that that's true i don't know so something fun that happened with me this week <laughs> um so my brother is a home health nurse yes um and he had texted me i think it was thursday and he was like yeah. hey are you home <laughs> I need to use the restroom and I was not home I was at where I, I was in the place where I work um and I was like oh just come over here it's not a big deal it's yeah. like lunch everyone's eating come on over so he does and he walks into the back where a friend of mine's office is now her office used to be the bathroom like years and years <laughs> oh, and years no. ago and I have so not heard the story since yet. then they put um carpet down and there's like the wash basin for the mop and she has a desk set up in there and so I and um he knows her. And so we went back there. We were talking and he didn't walk into the office. And I realized that she and I were talking and I turned to my brother and he's just staring at the carpet and goes, there's sickness in this carpet <laughs> because it's so gross from like oh. the mop water <laughs> and like everything. It's so, it was hilarious. And we just busted up laughing because that's what we say all the time. There's sickness, there's sickness in this carpet. In this carpet. <laughs> we'll have to take a picture of it so you guys can see the oh. sickness. Speaking of sickness, that's no longer, I cleaned your cell phone case you did it's so much cleaner i don't think it was ever this color no probably not even not. when i bought it for the last nearly a year <laughs> no since summer and summer every time i see liz's cell phone case i'm grossed out like i won't touch her phone it it was gross <laughs> um it had it had issues it's clean now it's clean now see I, but it had like blue on it actually you still see the blue it a little had blue bit because it. during the summer liz and i we had snow cones with the kids I work with. Yeah, I um, got a bouncy water slide. Water slide. Yeah, like an inflate, like a big old inflatable. It one. was so fun. It was. Legit. I didn't even get to go down it. I should have either. I didn't go down it either. It but was, I watched kids flip out of it, and it was hilarious. It was so fun. They, I thought they were gonna kill each other. They, they were like ramming it. into each other. Like the slide was fast. I yelled at them a lot. <laughs> it was so fun. But then I also. I work for a church that's got a little money. So so I bought a snow cone machine. Yeah, you did. And so, and I um, don't work with kids. 
And I was like, oh, the kids could probably handle their own snow cone and syrup. I, I think I looked at you as soon as you like announced <laughs> that to them. And I went, I'm getting mine first and I'm walking away. That's a bad idea. <laughs> and guys, at the end, all of the sli- all of them were tiger's blood. It was just all a mixture of... <laughs> and it was just everywhere. Whatever. Just it was everywhere. everywhere. I was sticky. <laughs> The anyway, table was stained. Long story short, it, it got, got spilled on case. her phone case, but it also was just dirty. Who's singing? Boys to Men. Boys to Men. <gasps> okay, so I saw them in concert with um, with New Kids on the Block Ooh. and 98 Degrees a few wow. years ago. A few years ago? That's a lot of years ago. No, it was literally like three years ago. Did they do like a reunion Yeah, tour? they were on tour oh. with my friend Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. She's like the crazy That's before 90. you and I were friends. I know. Can you believe that there was time before we were friends? <laughs> no. I feel it's like a we've little been friends weird. for a long time. Everybody else thinks that too. I know. When we tell them like, oh, we've been friends for like two years, people go, what? No. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. It's true. Anyway, I feel like now we're just talking. Probably. This is how our lunch goes. Remember? <laughs> yes, I do. I was at lunch today. This is exactly I how I got to went. have chips and salsa today. I was so yeah, happy. We went to one of our favorite Mexican places. They put us in the back room. In like a banquet like, room. Like a banquet room, just the two of us. <laughs> it was finally other people came in towards like when we were finishing. But then they were like, can we have a booth instead? <laughs> yeah. It's like they're smart. <laughs> they asked for it. I know. Booth. I don't know why I didn't ask for that. Because there were tables open in like the front room, but they like put me know. in the back room. I tried to eat vegan this week. But I'm realizing... Oh, that explains. But you had a quesadilla. Yeah, I like cheese too much to be... <laughs> that's why I said tried. I tried to be vegan this week. I ate some big salads. <laughs> I had coconut milk in my coffee. But no, it doesn't matter. Um, I could not be a vegan this week. I'm trying to be healthy. I could be a vegan, but I like meat too much. <laughs> right. You don't like cheese. But I don't and like cheese I don't like at meat. I don't really like cheese at all. Oh my gosh, we went to dinner last night. We went to sushi. Oh yeah, that was good. Liz, but you didn't eat anything. I, I ate. I was weird. <laughs> I not ate hungry. half of yours and all of mine. I know. I had, I don't always have a great appetite. Like I ate like one. It meal was a also day. really early. It was like four thirty. <laughs> <laughs> we go to get the senior special at four thirty. We walked into the restaurant and they weren't open yet. <laughs> <laughs> they don't open till five. <laughs> I know. I still ordered two, and I don't even know why I ordered anything. Yeah, you ordered, uh, like, a noodle thing, and it came Soup. with a salad and tempura. After I had asked you, do you want tempura? And you're like, no, I don't want that. And she, the waitress was like, it comes with that. I was like, oh, okay, well, Liz can eat it. Liz ate an entire sushi roll. I'm not joking. I timed it in three minutes. It was so good. How and do then you I eat ate that fast? all of the tempura and your salad. <laughs> <laughs> I did eat two pieces of tempura. I had a piece of broccoli, and I ate the broccoli out of my soup. And then we went to the movies, and I was like, oh, I should have got a snack. And you said, we just ate dinner. <laughs> I was like, I can always eat candy. <laughs> I don't understand. We actually, yeah, we did sneak, not sneak our Starbucks in, though. Yeah, we just walked in. It was weird. No one stopped us. The funniest thing, Liz, is your mother. Whom oh, I, I know. I just adore. We should just put her on this podcast. She needs to be on the podcast. We, she's amazing. We could record it without her knowing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. Your mom's an Enneagram too. I know. She's so much like me. Um, Rather, I'm so much like her. But we talked about Just Mercy, or I posted about Just Mercy and posted a picture of me holding my Starbucks. And I'm like, best movie, blah, blah. Or, you know, we're going to see this movie, this and that. Everyone's question, including your mother's. How'd you get Starbucks into the theater? (laughs) We walked in with it. (laughs) Here, here, I'm going to give theaters a tip. If you want more millennials to come, just let us bring our food in. Yeah. (coughs) You can even like raise your ticket prices. 
But no, just let don't us do that. Just I let us twelve dollars to see a movie. That's true. See, I only go in the summer when I can take my students with me. And so I know you're rude. <laughs> I mean, you could come. The within, first there's no. like forty within of the us. first five minutes. It's literally just the previews. And I said to the adult, she's like, "You're just like the kids I bring here." <laughs> Again, no, it feels a, like a prison. I hate. But the it's theater. really fun going with the students I work with because almost every time we go, we take someone who has never ever been to a Which movie is so theater. Cute. It's really cute. They don't really know what to do, and they're not sure what's gonna happen. Um, and they usually don't bring money, so I usually buy them a snack. Like they have like little kids <laughs> combo. It's yeah, like popcorn and like fruit snacks. Oh, I hate popcorn. I do too. Um, but they can get a slushy in the in the cup. I mean, so it's just fun. Yeah. And so then you get to watch. Like I, and then they usually sit next to me or one of our staff people, just in case. Yeah. You know, they have to go to the bathroom or whatever. We can take them. Um, but it's so fun to watch like someone who's never ever been go to the movies for the first time. Right. So. That is fun. I remember um, the first movie I ever saw in the theater was 101 Dalmatians. Don't judge my age. Um, <laughs> but I fell asleep. <laughs> so this is something that I struggled with. What theater? Did you see in the Sunset Theater? No, I saw it in the Dome Theaters in Elk Grove. Oh. Do you remember the big Dome I don't. theaters? My aunt and uncle lived in Elk Grove, and so they wanted to take me. And I've never heard the end of the fact that you I fell, fell asleep. asleep. <laughs> um, and I've probably fallen asleep at most movies since. I still... You did not fall asleep last night. I had Starbucks, and I was really interested, and I had slept in yesterday. I slept in, and I didn't realize, like, I thought that Matt was still in bed next to me, <laughs> and I'm, like, snuggling into this, like, warm body next to me. It's for sure Heidi, the dog. <laughs> I, I, like, put my arm around, and I was like, nope, that's not a human. <laughs> like, I just had this moment of... That's the dog. There's weird... I'm dealing with weird sleep things. I already don't sleep super well. You don't sleep well. No, I don't. Um, but last night... So my aunt and uncle got us these really foofy, snuggly blankets. And I've been so cold at night. And so I have a weighted blanket. And I have another comforter. And I have this really soft blanket that I slept with the, like for the first time. And I had it against my face. And I guess I said something to Matt when he came to bed, but I don't really remember this. And he said something, <laughs> this is what he told me. <laughs> he said that, um, he was like, oh, that blanket seems really soft. And I was like, it's like a tiger. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, and I'm he told me he this this morning. That this morning. Huh? I'm glad he remembered to tell you that he was this like, morning. Last night, you told me that your foofy blanket was like a tiger. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it was. I've never touched a tiger, so I don't actually know. Um, what a tiger feels like, but I feel like it would be more dangerous than my nice, soft, cushy blanket. So I don't hmm. know. But then when I woke up this morning, Matt's the one that had my foofy blanket. <laughs> He's stolen it in the middle of the night. We actually sleep with two different blankets. Usually like, because I don't want to share. I get so cold. <laughs> I get so cold. You just got a new blanket. I did. So my apartment doesn't have central heating. <laughs> no, it's an igloo. So it's cold. And I was getting too cold like at night like I was waking up because I was yeah. just like cold and so I bought an electric blanket and it's okay you just so said too nice. cold twice and I just want to be like do 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 you not know I have no idea what you're doing oh I do but that was not ice ice do 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 ice ice baby do 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 I don't know you were not doing it Okay, let's erase that part. <laughs> no, we're not erasing that. It's so anyway, good. <laughs> I have an electric blanket now, and it was like I didn't know that this whole thing 
existed, but it was terrific. Did you know that they have electric blankets that plug into your car um, lighter? <laughs> Why? Are you kidding? For when you, you drive? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that cold when I drive. But anyway, so I have this fear <laughs> of electric blankets, though. Do you know this? I think I've said this to you. Yeah, you're afraid of fire? I'm afraid it's going to, like, electrocute me. <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't chew on the cords, probably. I mean, I'm just a little bit panicked about it. Like, if I sleep with this on, is it going to just electrocute me in my sleep? With it on? Oh, on you. I was like, <laughs> like on, but like it's on. Like, is it going to like electrocute me? Huh. I don't think so. I have a little fear about that. I do get headaches from it a little bit. But what do I know? I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. This is the end of every podcast. I we know. talk about something important and then we just going to yeah. do what we do. Liz is just paying attention to football. <laughs> Sorry, this is not. <laughs> it started. We're in the first quarter. Yep. 12 minutes, 21 seconds on the clock. First and 10. Um, oh, Aaron Rodgers. One, two record. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, so. All right. I think that's all we have to talk about this week. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. I don't know. We'll find out what we have to talk about next week. We wanted to have a guest this week. But she went out of town. <laughs> didn't come back. <laughs> Maybe she really doesn't want to be a part of our... Oh, you know who I had a conversation with this week? Jonathan, who was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We got to have him back on. We need... He really wants to be back on. He tells me every time. He's like, I really do. He called me magisterial. Oh, yeah. This week because he was in my office and I have bookshelves on either side of my desk. And he goes, they look like columns. You're magisterial. (laughs) He's the best. So maybe we'll have him on again soon. That'd be fun. And we have a guest lined up for the end of February. Who's that? Um, her name is Maddie. There she you go. Is, I Liz practiced. doesn't always um, pronounce her A's. So earlier she said, Meddy. Meddy is going to be on this. I was like, who's that? Maddie. Maddie. And she's coming. She is engaged to my cousin. And oh. they listen to this podcast on their commutes. They live down in LA. So it's commutes. <laughs> no matter where you. They actually listen to this. Weird. <laughs> um, and she wants to be on it. So Yay. I am declaring that Maddie will be on this at the end of February. That's amazing. I so. can't wait. Yeah. Well, as always, it's been fun having these conversations with all of you. Yeah. See you later. Bye.